welcome to another episode of The Graniteless Live, where we explore all things benefits and human capital related. I'm your host, Sally Pace, and today I'm joined by Beth Holmes, who is the head of Hint Connect at Hint Health. Beth, thanks for being on. I'm so excited to talk with you today, Sally. I know you know that you've had a busy couple of weeks. Some of our viewers know you've had a couple of busy weeks because you all have just hosted your annual summit. But before we get to that, I want us to take a step back and talk about the mission of Hint Health. What is it that you all do? Yeah, so Hint Health has been around for 10 years, and our mission pretty much the entire time has been to make direct care the standard of care. So we work with direct primary care practices who work on a direct financial and care relationship with their patients without any middlemen involved. And it really enhances primary care for the patients. And we think that all patients deserve this level of care and that all doctors and clinicians would benefit from practicing in this model. So give a little bit deeper explanation of how direct primary care differs for the user, for the patient, from a traditional primary care physician. Yeah. In traditional primary care, typically a clinician, doctor gets paid every time a patient comes in. So the more visits that doctor has, the more he or she gets paid. The effect that this has on the system is that visits have become really short, typically seven to 10 minutes for primary care, even though primary care is supposed to be the place where you can get most of your issues taken care of. It's so difficult for doctors to take care of patients well in this model, given that short amount of time. And for patients, it's really frustrating because they feel like when they go to primary care, they just get referred out to specialty care and they really don't have time to develop a relationship and they're not heard with their concerns. With direct primary care, clinicians accept a flat monthly fee. The average of this fee is about $70 to $90, depending on where you are nationwide. And for that fee, all care in the primary care setting is included. So if you have the need to go in every week or multiple times a week, or you primarily use primary care for urgent care needs, if your kids have colds or you dislocate your finger, everything's covered in that monthly fee. And because of this payment model, direct primary care practices typically see about a quarter of the number of patients that they see in fee-for-service primary care. So Direct primary care, I'll say DPC to shorten it so we're not here all day. DPC practices see about 600 patients in their whole panel, whereas fee-for-service PCPs see about 2,000 to 3,000. This difference in patient panel gives DPCs the freedom to be available whenever their patients need them, which is what primary care should be as the front door to the healthcare system. We're addressing the employer universe and this model started out just kind of direct to the end user patient. How have you seen that change and are employers utilizing this type of method? Employer use of direct primary care has skyrocketed in the past five years. We just published our employer trends in direct primary care report last week. And what we've seen is an 800% increase in the number of businesses using DPC as a benefit for their employees since 2017. So we went essentially from the high hundreds to the high thousands of numbers of businesses who have DPC as a benefit. 
And in fact, on our platform, Hint Health, where we have over a million DPC lives running through our billing and enrollment software, over half of them are employer-sponsored. What employers are finding is DPC is a benefit that really differentiates them from the competition in their area and because they're providing a meaningfully different benefit. When you have a doctor who knows you, who knows your family, who you can trust, and who you can get in touch with at any time, it is a night and day difference to a fee-for-service primary care network where it's a long wait time to schedule an appointment. It's almost impossible to see the same doctor over and over again, and it's really difficult to navigate. Employers also really love it because all DPCs, especially all the ones working with us in our network, Hint Connect, offer full virtual care. So if you're an employer where it's really important people are staying at work but still getting their health care needs met, DPCs are able to talk to their patients via phone, text, video, email at any time. And this, again, goes back to the model. Fee-for-service practices have to bring people in for the most part to get paid, whereas DPCs are getting paid on a monthly basis. So they can talk to people whenever, you know, their patients need care, which is the way it should be. And DPCs love it and their patients love it as well because they really feel like they have a doctor in their pocket. Sure. So let's talk about the role that Hint Connect plays in the Hint Health universe. At Hint Health, we noticed probably about four years ago this trend in employer adoption of DPC, and we built software that allowed DPCs to become their own networks and serve larger employers by joining forces with other DPCs to form a network and serve large geographically dispersed employers. So we have probably over, I'd say, 30 DPCs who have formed networks, either at the local or regional level. But what we weren't seeing was someone coming in at the national level to serve employers that had really a national footprint. At the same time, what we were seeing during COVID was that people were becoming more and more geographically dispersed. Even if you had a small company, for example, with Hint, we have, I think, 70 employees in probably 25 locations. So it became more and more difficult for DPCs who are local small businesses in their communities to serve employers like this. So Hint Connect is a national DPC network where we work in conjunction with local independent DPCs as well as regional DPC networks to bring them together to serve large and geographically dispersed employers. We standardize the benefit. We put it all on one contract. We put it all on our technology, which has been in the market for 10 years, so that when employers want to implement DPC, it's really a plug and play benefit. And Is it your experience that people are replacing most of their medical plan with this, or is it in addition to the traditional medical plan offerings? How is that working contractually for employers? We see employers putting this in in pretty much every different way you can think of, but I will say there's probably an elegant way to put it in and then less elegant ways to put it in. We have employers who have a full, fully insured plan and they put DPC on top because even in that fully insured plan, the out-of-pocket costs are so high for their employees that 
DPC is a great, still a great front door for them and still makes sense cost-wise as a benefit for their employees. We also see employers working with benefit advisors and brokers who are putting together more tailored or deconstructed plans where they will pair direct primary care with something like reference-based pricing or a narrow network, plus say a pass-through pharmacy benefit manager, maybe a nurse care manager or navigation company, and have DPC be the front door to these alternative benefit plans. So I would say in terms of solutions, that one works very well. And DPC is a really good mechanism to be the glue between those deconstructed parts. We also see employers who have worked locally with their insurance company to carve out primary care from a PPO offering and put in DPC instead. You need to have an employer with some size and a little bit of heft to be able to do that. And it depends on the local insurer that they're working with. As DPC has grown, we've seen more and more TPAs and insurance companies really see this as a way for them to say, yes, you can get the primary care you need and still work with our network as a wraparound. And I think that speaks to the fact that you shared as a, a testament earlier that so it's not just the small, nimble companies, but large employers that can pull their weight with carriers. So that's really encouraging. What about from the Hint Health side on the contracting? What is your business model? How do you get paid? So Hint Connect is an MSO, a management services organization, and we're led by a clinician, Dr. David Cameron, who is also a direct primary care physician. And what we do is we contract all of the direct primary care practices in our MSO. DPCs, the providers, do not pay to participate with us. They are there to receive lives and to provide care. So there's no incentive on that side. And you know, transparency is a fundamental component of direct primary care. It's one of the only places in healthcare where you can say, this is how much it costs and this is what you get and know that up front. And so we wanted to create the same model with Hint Connect. So with Hint Connect, we pass through the direct primary care cost and employers can see what that is. And we put a flat administrative fee on top of that, that you can see and the direct primary care can see. So there's no surprises, there's no hidden fees, there's no misaligned incentives. So it was important for us to have the tenants of direct primary care be the same tenants that we hold with HitConnect. And for the employer groups that are utilizing this model, what are the end results? What does that look like? The end results are really exciting. Direct primary care has two effects on patients. One is it pulls costs out of high-cost settings. So typically people will go to high-cost settings when there's not a lower-cost setting available. So you might go to the emergency room, to a specialist, to urgent care, because it's the first place you can go. Someone will actually answer the phone. You know you can go there and get seen. Whereas in primary care, you know it's going to be a wait. You know you might not see your clinician and you might not even be able to get in touch with them if it's 5.01 p.m. until the next day or later. So what we see when DPC is implemented is that costs come out of specifically emergency department use, urgent care use, inpatient hospitalizations, outpatient surgery, and specialty use. And in a study that was published in 2020 by Milliman, that was an independent study, risk-adjusted, large population, in the first year, a business that implemented direct primary care 
experienced a 13% overall claims cost reduction compared to the group that had the traditional plan that did not implement DPC. So really, really strong results as a result of the access. The other impact that direct primary care has that happens more over time is improvement in health conditions. So over time, health conditions, chronic conditions that you're probably very familiar with, diabetes, high blood pressure, hypertension, high cholesterol are better managed because DPCs actually have the time to not just prescribe a medicine and hope someone takes it, but sit down do motivational coaching, do a lifestyle review, do medication management, and create accountability with the patient so that they can work on a care plan together. Chronic diseases are so multifactorial and so tricky to address. And unfortunately, a lot of point solutions come in with an app or with a new medication. And that's just not the way people work. There's no silver bullet fixing these conditions and improving them so that you have better outcomes, healthier employees, a reduced incidence of these conditions becoming acute or showing up in an acute setting takes a lot of work. And so DPCs have the time, they have the relationship and trust with the patient to be able to do that work. I know I talked about the summit a little while ago, and you all just had your big event. Can you share with our listeners any key takeaways or any aha moments that you and the team had? Absolutely. So our annual summit brings together three to 400 DPC clinicians vendors in the ecosystem, people who work in the DPC offices. And, you know, we call ourselves the Innovation Conference. So we're really looking at what's next with DPC. A couple of my favorite takeaways were where we're at in the DPC movement. Dr. Kenneth Q presented and his hypothesis was the bushwhackers have come through, the pioneers have come through, kind of the early settlers have come through, and next up is the city builders. And I really completely agree with him that, you know, if you looked at direct primary care, even five years ago, I started at Hint Health four years ago, and I had never heard of it. When I came in, I was like, what are these people doing? And why would they ever want to talk to me? But there are certainly DPCs who are kind of the OGs who've started from the beginning. They typically don't work with employers. They have a really clear idea of what the model is. But as the word has spread, and as more and more clinicians get burnt out and experience fatigue and moral injury about not being able to take care of their patients, they look at DPC and they're like, those doctors actually are happy. They're smiling. They have that work-life balance, which everybody else gets to have work-life balance. Doctors should have work-life balance too. And so more and more people are moving to direct primary care for different reasons. And I think it's growing and we're about to see a really big upswing in the number of clinicians moving to this model, the number of patients moving to this model. So that's exciting. And then I'd say the trends in employer adoption was another huge one for me. Like I mentioned before, we finished our report on employer adoption maybe hours before the summit started. And the results were incredible to see how many DPCs are working with employers, how many employers have put this in. The size of employers working with DPCs is growing. The impact that DPCs is having for employers is growing. So those were the two two major takeaways for me. 
That's awesome. Well, like I said at the beginning, a busy couple of weeks for you. So I'm thrilled that you were able to join for today's episode of the Granite List Live. And we are so proud to feature Hint on the Granite List. But in addition to your fabulous profile and reading about what you guys do, can you share with our audience where else they might find you? I know y'all are very active on LinkedIn and your web address. Yep. So you can find us at hint.com. If you're looking for Hint Water, that's not the the right website. A lot of people come to hint.com looking for Hint Water, but we got it. We're www.hint.com. You can find connect at connect.hint.com. You can also find us on LinkedIn, Facebook. I'm not on X, but I think we have a company profile in X. But the best way to find us is through the website or on LinkedIn. I'm on LinkedIn. You can find me, Bethany Holmes, and I'm happy to connect with anyone to talk DPC, talk about how it fits into employee benefits or anything else that you want to chat about. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Beth. We have been so proud to watch your growth. And like you said, I love the takeaways from the summit. It's spot on for our audience. The city builders are coming in and we can't wait to watch over the next year or so at how that emerges. So thank you for being on the show and thank you all for listening to another episode of Graniteless Live. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Graniteless Live. Access our entire library by visiting your favorite podcast venue or subscribe on our site, thegranitelist.live.